Genius, it takes a lot to get on my show. Genius, you're probably someone we'd like to know. You're really good at stuff, you probably like to dance. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius, get onto my show. Howdy, folks. Welcome to Living with a Genius. I'm your host, Omar Crook. Well, we've got Nicholas Brownlee on the show today. Who is Nicholas Brownlee, you say? Well, he's a young artist at LA Opera, and he's a bass baritone, and he is a tremendous singer. I mean, he's got a very bright future ahead of him. They've got a great uh, set of ears over at LA Opera for picking the next superstars in our business. Now, I've been a young artist. I've been a resident artist. I've been a principal artist. And uh, now I'm a chorister and a sometimes soloist. I have to admit, I get to do a lot of little solo stuff at LA Opera. But I'm very happy uh, where I am. I've, I've got a house and a wife and kids and a steady job, and I don't have to travel, which didn't really suit me very well. My point is that, is that as an older professional singer, it's really uh, a treat to get to watch uh, the younger generation come through uh, this tremendous Domingo Colburn program that we have at LA Opera. And I feel really lucky to uh, have the opportunity to sit down with these young singers and talk about their journey. I think there's a lot of valuable information for uh, people in college and even in high school. And uh, there's always something to learn about how to behave, how to prepare, uh, have a little bit of a roadmap in this business, which doesn't really, um, uh, isn't really provided to us as students of opera. I remember when I was in college, you know, you have these ideas of what's going to happen, but, you know, there's the there's the, the route of academia, there's the route of winning competitions, there's the route of a combination of both, there's, uh, I mean, it's, it's not set out, you know, like a lot of professions. So, Nick has a lot of great uh, information, great stories. I find him to be a, a really charming person. Uh, a very friendly person, and I've I've had the first uh, a firsthand I'm a firsthand witness to his growth, which has been great. You know, last uh, season or two seasons ago, I can't remember, we did Magic Flute in which he sang the Sprecha, um, which is this big um, uh, just a speaking role. It's uh, kind of Sprechstimme or, or recitative, you know, in a general sense. And uh, he was standing right backstage with all of our uh, with all of us, all the choristers, you know. 50 of us or so, as he cupped his ear and watched the micro watched the uh, maestro on a little TV screen and sang through a microphone into the house, which is terrifying. It's really, really hard to do. And and uh, and we could see it. We could see he was really concentrating and, and had some nerves about it and turned in a great performance every night. And since then, his voice has doubled, his nerves have halved, and he is... Uh, really just on his way to some some extraordinary work in the future so uh nick thanks for joining me i appreciate it had a great chat and i hope you all enjoy it thank you all for listening here's nick well thanks for doing this man yeah man of course this is awesome I'm thrilled i'm thrilled to do it thank absolutely you. yeah let's get that yeah mic, uh, however we need to yeah about, good about like that yeah perfect good so what's the latest man what should we talk about uh what's happening what's not happening um, uh, first of all, I want to say, yeah. you know, I've heard, I've heard you sing for three seasons now, two yeah, seasons, three seasons, three yeah. seasons. And, uh, you know, and it's going around. It's not just me, but your voice is like exploded. Oh, thanks. Man. I mean, it's unreal. Thanks. I, I was I, I was down in the green room hearing you rehearse for the uh, concert that you did with yeah. Placido yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. with Sandra. Yeah. And I couldn't believe it, man. Yeah, it's sort of I've hit a I've hit sort of a growth spurt. Yeah, what's going on? How it's kind of a kind of I think the perfect storm is sort of happening where you I'm getting better mm -hmm. and now I'm sort of also just old enough for people to take me seriously. Sure. And there's sort of kind of a moment where that happens where I've I've been lucky enough to win, you know, all competitions and sure. do well and all of this stuff, but I think there's now this moment where like, oh, we can hire him to be on an opera stage. Right. And there's and I feel that both in the business and amongst my colleagues where I, I always wonder sort of when that happens. And and it's so funny because when it's happening outside of you to someone else, it's such an obvious transition. Right. You're like, oh, they did this, this, this and this. And then now they're in the real world. Right. But when you're in the middle of it, in the eye of the storm, as it were, it's hard to see it because you yeah. still feel like 
the bad grad school student who didn't turn his homework in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah there's this. Uh, it just it, it's just the voices finally caught up to the work. Well, one of the things that I've noticed was the difference between your Sprecha and the way that you're singing now. Sure. I remember you being backstage, and you you sh- you were showing some nerves, man. Like yeah, that was a, that yeah, was yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a tough sure. thing, and we were all crossing our fingers for yeah. you and. Uh, and now I feel like you don't you don't need anybody to like yeah. uh, will it for you. That situation was was so hard because of the sort of the nature of the beast and being right there, being backstage and yeah. having a monitor and having yeah. Conlon and having to listen to Tamino and time that right. Um, yeah. And then just singing it really well was hard enough. Well, there's no hiding, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I know it's hard generally, yeah. just generally, yeah. but the Sprecha, you, you, yeah, it's, it's like this big fat recipe. It's just yeah, you. yeah, um, but. Yeah, no, it's 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 come a long it's come a long way from that. Um, and it's just you just get better at anything when you practice it. And how long have you been singing? Let's go back a little bit. Yeah, okay, let's when go did back. that start? When did I start singing? I mean, did you study music so before funny. you started singing? Were you a pianist or a clarinetist or anything well, like that? My, well, I started as a conductor, as a sort of choral and orchestral conductor. I mean, when you were undergrad. a kid. When you were a when kid. I was a kid. A little kid. kid. Yeah. It's so funny. My, I think my parents would say I started. They just sent me a video the other day of seeing me six years old singing a Conway Twitty song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Conway Twitty. <laughs> uh, I wish they would have, you know. Looking back on those lyrics, there were a lot for a little six-year-old. Sure. But good melodies. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no real classical music in the family at all. Okay. Uh, Same with Actually me. at all. Yeah. I'm the only professional yeah. musician working. Yeah. Yes. Um, but but lovers of music. Yeah. I mean, absolute lovers of music. I grew up with a lot of disco from my mom and mm-hmm. a lot of Elvis from my dad. Mm-hmm. And my dad and I used to, uh, he and I are extremely close, and we used to go on car rides together just to nowhere just to listen to music sing really loud music where was this where did and, you grow up uh, mobile alabama okay yeah so okay. i grew up in alabama sure and uh grew up with just a really it was a beautiful i couldn't ask for a better life still my parents are the best people only the child do you have brothers and sisters i have one sister uh-huh. and she has two daughters and a son oh. uh, so we're so we're a pretty tight group my dad's the youngest of eight okay so i was always surrounded by lots of family lots and and they all live within about uh, 15 to 20 miles right. of each other. Right. Um, so that was quite the experience. And I think that that sort of, when, when you grow up around that many people all the time, and they're all characters. My aunts are characters. Yeah. Uh, uh, my my cousins, Lisa and Janet, are crazy. They're yeah. so fun. And so when you grow up with, with sort of that as your... Your base, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. your sort of uh, like baseline. Yeah, You've you got to yeah. find a way to, to make sense of all this madness. I mean, right. we... We still play Dirty Santa, and Dirty Santa's like you know thirty person Dirty Santa, yeah. and everyone's bantering in the room, and you got to find a way to sort of to stand out. Stand out, yeah, right. Uh, right. So I was always, I was always a performer in that sense, um, and I, I was sort of an athlete. I mean, I played sports in high school, but like I was much more interested in watching them and being around them. Okay, um, and I was also a really super into racing. I drove a race car for a long time, like a go kart. Yeah, no, well, go kart for a second, but yeah. more than that, it was like like stock cars, like, stock like cars? round track. Wow. Yeah, which I still, which I still am very, very involved in. Uh, in as what, much what do you mean? You in what be. way? Yeah, yeah. How, how are so, you? So. Um, uh, I still go to like I go to the racetracks around here to watch like Pomona and to see my and buddies. Yeah, so like um out there's one in just outside of Bakersfield in Kern County. Okay. Um and Kern County Raceway is like a huge big deal there. I mean, we have people coming from the southeast pulling all the way out here to run there. Wow. Um yeah, and lots of great racing in the southeast and so I'm I that sort of still gets me. It still fires me up. Sure. I still love it and eventually uh, my dad, my dad was drove a race car, and then I, I sort of seamlessly transitioned into doing it. So I've been around that. I would say that's my music's definitely my first passion, and it's my love. And it's yeah, my tell job. me when that started. I mean, did you start yeah. practicing as a as a young child, or did you wait, or was it high school? When did that when did that music start for wise. you? Yeah, music. Yeah, so performing music. music. Uh, I started. I got into choir in seventh grade because mm-hmm. I was playing football mm-hmm. really poorly, mm-hmm. uh, playing football mm-hmm. and. The teacher, Miss Ramsdale, uh, the choir teacher, was like, "You're loud, and 
you should come sing. <laughs> you've, always had, like, you've always had a lot of oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and okay. I'm finally using it for good. Thank right, God. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it was the whole thing in elementary school where everyone would be talking and I would say something and I got in trouble. Right. You know, because, right, I, because right, I was right, the loud, right. obnoxious bass right. baritone. <laughs> I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, so we, we, you know, growing up, it was like, let's just do choir. It's easy. It's simple. Let's fun, just go with social. that. Yeah. It's fun, social. Sure. You, you know. And I kind of fell in love with it because it was – you couldn't really be a ham per se in in the football realm of that. I mean, you could, but everyone was, like, so worried about being bro-y and, and so macho-y. And, and I just wasn't really interested. And I was, I was interested in making people laugh and performing for them. I mean, yeah. that was sort of my thing. Yeah. And so in choir, I was like, oh, my gosh, all these jokes land so hard here. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. because people aren't afraid to laugh. Right. Right. They're not too busy trying to lift weights. Right. Or whatever. So then I sort of stayed with it, uh, felt, you know, wasn't really in love with it yet. Um, and then I started going to, to sing in a church choir mm-hmm. uh, when I was in ninth and 10th grade because my high school choir director was also the church choir director. Uh-huh. That's how Alabama works. Right. Uh, and I started going there and then sort of at the same time fell in love with uh, fell in love with religion and fell in love with music sort of simultaneously. Interesting. Um, because now, did I, you grow up in a religious family? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Baptist, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah mm-hmm. Southern Baptist, mm-hmm. uh, pretty, pretty standardly um, standard. There's nothing standard about religion, but it was pretty, it was beautifully, you know, we would go to Christmas Eve services and we would go to services on Sunday sure. and, and uh, it was it was religious, but it was not sort of Bible Belt, right? If you think kind of that way, or anything no, 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 no. So, yeah. so, so I grew up with that, but then it didn't really take hold until about high school, and and there was something about sort of oh, there's this thing I love. I, I'll never forget Whit- like Eric Whitaker, Moses Hogan, those guys. Those, you know, they, uh, yeah, yeah, that's they, funny. They brought me in. Yeah, they brought you know me he was in. my best man at my wedding. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you didn't know that? I did not oh, that's know funny. that. That's yeah, incredible. He's, he's my best friend. Yeah. We performed. That's so funny. We performed Sleep. I can't believe. I Now, listen, everybody. I did not. Yeah. Pro- I didn't prompt him to say this. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a big cue card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, best man. Eric, say Eric Whitaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So, so, uh, uh, hey, Eric, if you're listening. But um, he, Whitaker got me. Yeah. And he got, and it was like, who's this weird poet that he's setting? Yeah, that's Tony. so beautiful. Yeah, sure. Like, What's going on here? Yeah. So the more and more I, I listened to it, I, I started with sleep, and then it went into water night, and then yeah, it went me into, too, man. Me and too. then it just went into this opus, and then I was like a boy and a girl, and I was like, oh, what beautiful music! Performed and then I that read at my wedding <sighs> with my college there, choir. Everyone's gonna, everyone's <laughs> gonna think we set this up. So I'm, so I'm like head over heels in love with this, right. and then that's when I discovered, and he sort of was a gateway into like uh, a boy and a girl is is a, a beautiful, beautiful setting. It's a stunning. But the poetry is. Yeah, Octavio Paz. Are yeah. you kidding me? Like, yeah. that's outstanding. Yeah. Like, it just was so beautiful. It was like so succinct and so, uh, you know, the journey of life and death and mm-hmm. just gorgeous and love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, wait, I might get this. Yeah. I might get sort of, I'd never been really exposed yeah. to yeah. that. Yeah. And I'd never been exposed to sort of that kind of culture and that kind of thinking. Yeah. And there was just something about that and falling head over heels in love with it and something about the, the sort of the pull of, uh, religion and more specifically the pool of of calling to music that I, I felt as, you know, a 10th grader mm-hmm. uh, in high school, I was like, man, this is real. This is the first real thing I've really felt mm-hmm. other than the adrenaline of getting in a race car. Mm-hmm. This is like, uh, but I get this every day, right. you know? I can do this. Right. On demand, yeah. And, and meanwhile, like, I'm, you know, still being a ham i am seeing all the pep rallies and doing the morning announcements and i tell people all the time i peaked in high school so you were like, that you were the popular kid i was in high school. that right no i don't even know that i was the popular yes to a degree popular meaning the literal term popular people everyone knew me right right but i don't know i mean i'm sure people were annoyed you didn't struggle through high school no 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 socially. no no, yeah, 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 no yeah. socially it, it was all fine and it yeah. was really fun sort of bridging this gap because you know uh I would go to baseball games, and my friend Ben Wood and I would 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 MC the baseball games, mm-hmm. right? And then we would go to football practice, and I was on the golf team. Mm-hmm. But I also had this weird choir thing that I did too, and sure. sort of bridging that gap. Now in the South, um, are those things closer together than they are on you know, here? Because uh, you know there are two different cliques out here. Yes, yeah, so so out here it's actually very polarized, right? Uh, which is even between drama and opera, like the oh, drama yeah. department and the yeah. opera, they're like cats yeah. and dogs. I never understood that. I don't even know. Is it polarized in the South? Wow, what a question I've never been asked. Uh, 
to a degree. Uh -huh. Sure. I think that um, it's polarized, but for some reason, people are much more open in the right, South. Right, right. It's kind of like, nerdy out here. Yeah, At least it used to be. Yeah. Before, frankly, and I hate to say it, but yeah. before Eric Whitaker, it was yeah. really nerdy. Yeah. And Eric yeah, yeah. is the one that kind of made it popular for everybody. Yeah. To, yeah. To, to, oh, it to helps. Do that. He's like ridiculously yeah. handsome and like yeah. well, and he had really Skip, hip. Skip Lordson. Yeah. I mean, the two of them really did a lot to kind sure. of make it more popular. Yeah. 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 And, and, but it, for me, it was never. Yeah, I never got I don't I never got picked on in choir. I mean, I remember getting kicked out of football practice once because I was singing too loudly. Right, right. It's a whole other story. But right. um, so, so I sort of was able to sort of bridge that gap and and fell head over heels in love with choral music. Yeah, and I just couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. I mean, I I and you sort of start at Whitaker and then you go back, right? And then sure. you go and then you discover like Palestrina sure. and then Palestrina leads. It's just the history of music. Sure. And then you're like, wait, who's Hildegard von Bergen? Right. What does she mean to me? And it's right. like, so I, and, and a credit to Miss Combs, my high school choir teacher, who's sort of at the crux of all of this, where she was like, I'll walk you through this. I'll give you like a little side music history lesson. Sure. And you learned how to read music through choir. You learned that... how to, she was an incredible music educator. Right. And, uh, we had choir every single day and every third uh for 30 minutes every day we would do theory theory and yeah. history and we would sight read and this is in public school uh she would we would sight read hymns mm -hmm. uh and mm -hmm. we would switch parts mm -hmm. and i mean we did this Great in like a high school Great. like public yeah. high school and it was an incredible way to learn like yeah. ear training and sure and easy printing easy yeah, easy exactly. voice leading exactly. yeah 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 uh and and so I, that's kind of so at the same time I was I was getting a lot of music I was singing it in church and I was doing this and I was doing I, there was a lot going on um, but I was also just you know being a kid too I don't want to over romanticize I wasn't this like kid genius right, musician, right, right. right? yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so so that sort of seamlessly led into me deciding like what I was going to do for college and not many people in my family had went to college uh -huh. Um they all did very well from themselves in various ways. Sure. And sort of my whole family opus worked at a place called Ingle Shipyard, which is this huge shipyard. Uh, and there's like a lineage of Brownlee, starting with my grandfather who worked there. So they all were, you know, engineers or welders or whatever. So they all did very well from themselves. But actual like college wasn't really a, a thought. Right. Right. Uh, so uh, my fiance always gets a kick out of this because uh, I tell her all the time when, when I went into college, I, I had no plans to graduate. I was right. like, oh, I'll just go do music for a little while until, until you like, can do it. Until like whatever. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. There was no plan to like do. There wasn't a plan. Sure. Um, I did the same thing. Yeah. 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 And I was like, let me just go flail around. Yeah. Eat some pizza. Mm -hmm. You know, play it's a trade it. like yeah. the, like the rest of your family. Yeah, and once exactly. you learn the trade, whether you have yeah, a degree yeah. or not, you can you we'll can do get it. out of here. Yeah, yeah. If you can build a boat, you don't need a exactly. piece of paper. Yeah. So I went to this small school, University of South Alabama, mm -hmm. and um, the 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 sort of the instrumental, the most important person, sort of the reason, the reason that I'm here. I mean, the reason I love music is Miss Combs. Uh, but but uh, Dr. Thomas Rao at, at University of South Alabama was like, you're loud. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. uh, you have passion. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. You don't know what opera is yet, but I think you'll like it. Why don't you come be in my opera class? Because I was going to be choral conductor. Are they known for their music department? Uh, I yeah, there, I mean, I why, mean it's a my big, question is why did you pick yeah, that school? I picked that school because um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, I was going to go to Southern Miss, the University of Southern Miss, and okay. it was between those two schools yeah. because they had the they had the best choir programs sort of in the vicinity, right? You were hedging and, your bets, so you could yeah, be close exactly. to home. Exactly. I did the same thing, and, and yeah. I, I still I was right then. I was like at the peak of my of racing, and I wanted to keep racing. And like if I went too far away, my dad couldn't pull the car. I was a bit. I did. Looking back on it now, I can like sort of quantify all these specific things sure. but but it worked out then it was just a decision yeah. you know yeah yeah and uh my dad was like uh, we were driving and, and and my dad didn't want me to leave he would never say that out loud but he didn't want me to go anywhere mm -hmm. um and i was like we were driving together and my dad was like okay we got this coming up this weekend and we're going we're gonna go to pensacola and we're gonna race on friday night and then we're gonna drive over to mobile and we're gonna race on saturday night and i was like man i don't want to leave this yeah so i called Southern Miss uh, director and Greg Fuller and I said I'm sorry you know I'm not going to come and uh, called Dr. Rao and so that's how that worked and so I'm about a year and a half into sort of my uh, singing uh, or my education, choral or, yeah. music mm -hmm. education mm -hmm. um, you know and taking all prerequisites and this and that sure. and, and, and Dr. Rao signed me up with, uh, totally against my will fearfully like majorly against my will 
for his opera class, his opera lit class, or his opera performance class. Yeah. Why were you so against it? Uh, because you just said like opera. I literally, I, there's an interview uh, of me and a local paper, and I was such a fool. I, I like just wiped across everyone in the opera business. I was like, opera so for for just like the elite, highfalutin. No one and, understands yeah. it. Right. I don't like champagne. Art. Yeah. I prefer Bud Light. <laughs> like no. Like, and that's actually why I liked choir music so much. And it's amazing that you alluded to Whitaker. We could just talk about Whitaker all day. Sure. But um, you alluded to him and Moses Hogan as well. Moses sure. Hogan. Moses, uh, Hogan's music has this visceral Absolutely. sort of like David Phelps sort Absolutely. of like those are men singing and there's this visceral reaction of like wow yeah well, we, that's we, what when I when we were on choir tour in Europe we always ended with Ezekiel saw the wheel oh come and on people just would lose their minds oh, in Switzerland God. and France and yeah. Italy they would lose their yeah. minds yeah because it's it's this sort of like yeah. wow get up out yeah. of your seat yeah and it's the way I mean we could break down his like the way he part rights and voice leads sure. and stuff but it's just the way he gets into breaks out of breaks it's just this huge sort of environment and thing that mm -hmm. he sets up mm -hmm. and I was really drawn to sort of the manliness of that it's mm -hmm. so visceral and mm -hmm. so exciting and mm -hmm. thrilling mm -hmm. um, and it makes me want to run and it makes me want to run through a wall in the same way that getting behind a wheel of a race car does mm -hmm. and that really sort of touched me you sure. know sure. Um, so then we fast forward to I'm in his class the first day and it's miserable. And all there's all these people. You know, opera people are weird. Yeah. They're just weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so beautiful now. But gosh, then it was like so yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. And they were like talking about YouTube videos. And I'm the YouTube king now. It's just the gross <laughs> irony. But like I was like, uh, who are these people? Um and so I sort of got through that semester and then um Mobile Opera was like, oh, which is still an opera company. And sure. and today and uh, they said, hey, why don't you come be in the chorus for Traviata? Mm -hmm. Jerry Shannon, who became my what a sort way of musical to fall in love with mentor. opera. Yeah. And he said, why don't you come be in the chorus for yeah. Traviata? Yeah. And we'll teach you. Um, we'll teach you how it goes and stuff. And, and you get paid. And that was the kicker. I was like, I was like, I was like, hell no, I'm not doing any, no. And then he said, well, we'll pay you, you know, 250 bucks. And I was like, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm there. I'm wealthy. <laughs> That's enough hungry howies to feed, you know, an army. Like, yeah. Let's go get it. Uh, yeah. So, um, so I did that and I agreed to that and I didn't get it. I mean, I remember that. I remember who the cast was even. I, I, and I just didn't get it. It was like, Weird and it didn't make sense. Who to was me. singing? Who was singing? Uh, that? Do you it remember? was yeah. It was um, Chad Johnson was the was the tenor and sure. Chad's, Chad's still singing. Yeah, uh, very good. Timothy Jones, who's a teacher at LSU, I believe. Uh, I don't know. Tim. Uh, Tim is a great. Yeah. and he sings like all the regional variations. He was the German. Roles. Uh, he was the German. Uh -huh. Um, um, and it was I, I forget her name now, but he. Kyle, who's the head of Pensacola Opera, mm. it uh, his wife, what is her name? I, I forget it. It'll come to me in a she second. She was the Violetta, yeah. She was the Violetta, and she uh, sings everywhere. Yeah. I mean, she sings everywhere. Um, That's I awesome. Mean, we would get great so artists. So you really got- Emily Ann Pooley, like we would get- Right. Yeah. So you, had, you were with the real deal. Yeah. Oh, the real yeah. deal. And 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 Jerry Shannon, who conducts everywhere and, and uh, was conducting, it was great. Yeah. And- But that wasn't enough. I couldn't stand it. It was terrible. Yeah. Um, and didn't make sense to me. Uh, and then- uh, smash cut to the third performance of Traviata was on a Sunday afternoon. Mm. Um, and I said, I said, I've always been sort of hideously self-aware <laughs> uh, and very like, what do you mean? I, like I, insecure? I, or what you do you know, mean? No, in a sense of like, I'm, I can get this. Like, I, I, I know that this is weird. Sure. And I know that it's weird that I'm here, but you got to give it a shot, just like everything else you've yeah. given in your life. I'm the try. same way. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. So, so I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to get this, and I uh, sort of haven't had up until this point. I haven't had that like moment where you're just like weeping, you can't handle it, and it's the thing that drives you for the rest of your life as a musician. You know, when you're in Europe and you're miserable, and it's the you need that thing, right? Uh, and that that's where this happened. And I, I, I was like, I'm going to watch the whole performance. And I'll never forget in the third act uh, when they were singing to each other and she was dying Ugh. and Jerry was Jerry was mouthing the words with the singers and everything just sort of came together yeah. like it can sometimes. Right. It's that magic. Yes. That is so good. It's unfortunately few and far between. But boy, when it comes, it can it can make you can eat up for a lifetime. Yeah, you don't yeah, forget. You it. can feast forever. Yeah, um, I've had those moments. Yeah, all of us. Have. Yeah, yeah. 
and so that happened and i was like this is it this is the this is the game this is it and so uh i walked into dr rao's office and i was like i think this is what i want to do i i'm gonna how do i do it how do i do it yeah. i'm gonna you know switch to vocal performance but i'm gonna keep the conducting thing just in case but like uh this is what i want to do and he was like you know let's let's do it and then and then this is how crazy it all went uh sort of had my first official voice lessons right then and they then was giving me voice lessons yeah but my first official voice lessons then and 11 months later i was standing on the met stage singing in the met semifinals i did the met competition at 21 and i was, I was sort of raw and this and that but but they liked that because i was just yeah you i was just enough yeah and you and you hadn't yeah. uh developed enough fear for them to see yeah. it yet yeah, yeah yeah that's the trick so we're looking at like 11 11 13 months like a year yeah later yeah. i'm and i'm like oh it, this is just what you do right you just get to them yeah. why suit, is everyone talking about suit, the met show yeah. up on tuesday and and sing your song and we so i'm i'm getting ready to go out and it's you know you know how the met competition works so i've i've won regionals new orleans region and and i get there and i'm like you're welcome met you're glad you better be glad i'm here yeah 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 and you know i'm like yeah, yeah. and then i walk in and we were sharing a dressing room uh, because there's you know 18 semifinals, and I'm sharing a dressing room with Ryan Speedo Green, who is who of course is now gone on to be pretty a pretty important bass baritone in our business, um, and we had the exact same aria list, and I was like, oh, and I'm still I'm still so green that I don't care, sure. and I'm like, bring it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you have yeah, the yeah, same yeah. aria list as me, yeah. And then I heard him sing one note, and I was like. Oh, well, I'm I'm, I'm just going to yeah. get on this plane. <laughs> I'm just going to get on this plane and go home. The same thing happened yeah. to me in college. And I was like, oh, I'm done. That's <laughs> uh, good for you, Ryan. Me too, yeah. Good for you. Oh, this is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh. I'll never, we were singing the same Degomari, and he, uh, it was Hear Me, O Lord, you know, Susanna. Sure. And he goes, Hear Me, O Lord. And I was like, oh, 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 oh okay. game over. Game over. <laughs> so so I, I actually wrote the two people who came up to, to see me, and I was like, hey, I, I mean, come see me. It's going to be fun. But yeah. You know, yeah. Where make, whatever make bar you want to go to tonight, yeah. we should go to. Yeah. This isn't. Make sure you see Momo while yeah. you're here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that was actually the first time I'd ever been to New York City. And, right. But what that led to is it led me to, you know, that's where Stephen King heard me and that's where Josh Winograd heard me and that's where all these people heard me. Mm. And then I was lucky enough, you know, to, to go to Rice and I went to Rice and mm -hmm. then I came out here and mm -hmm. then was lucky enough to go back and, and, and win, you know, four or five years later, which I think is for me, the, the winning the Met is its own thing sure that's awesome come on it's 15 grand sure it's a great it's a great article in the new york Times. Hey, you can't but what really was formative and what was super important step for me was just going and like super failing but failing in a good way at the right age in front of the right people uh what, what do you mean i failing in like terms you're... failing in terms of of not winning so like if you look well, those at are success, two different things right on the surface level if your goal is to win and you fail you haven't been successful hmm. if you look at success that way. Right. But actually, I was incredibly successful at getting the right people to hear me at the right time, which then led to me going to Rice, which I would have never, I mean, I would have never went to grad school there, but mm -hmm. it, 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 it's now sort of the end grad school. Mm -hmm. uh, but I went there, found Stephen, uh, Stephen King. Stephen King led to, you know, Santa Fe and Santa Fe led to that. And then, and then, but that sort of is what put that crazy tetris together mm -hmm. was me first you know it was just it, it's so funny looking back on it now and feeling how formative and important that was right but at the time you that night yeah at the you time that night it. you're like oh i'm a, i'm let me go drink a beer because i just didn't win right you know i hope the shipyards uh, exactly, hiring exactly yeah. exactly but having sort of and listen you can't be ex expected to have that sort of foresight no one does well at that when age, you're in the yeah. moment and right at that age, especially sure. at that age yeah. right i'm like 21 i think at 22 or 21 i didn't know my ass for my elbow when i was 22 yeah sure. exactly sure. some would say i still don't but um <laughs> but no it's 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 beautiful to look back on it and be like oh cool did you i mean did you ever go through a period of of real self-doubt and thinking maybe i shouldn't be doing this other than that little moment you mean like this morning no i uh where your voice didn't work well for a period where you lost your nerve where you didn't want to get up on stage did, 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 did that ever happen didn't that ever happen not really. No, not really. I mean, not really. I, I, I was sort of raised in an environment where 
anything worth doing is worth do- giving everything that you've ever had to it. That's right. No matter what it is. If it's easy, it's not worth yeah. much. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, yeah. and if it's easy, you still have more to give to it. Right. Um, and sort of that's that's just where I've been. And uh, I... Yeah, just because you're at pole position doesn't mean you're going to win the race. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A race metaphor. Perfect. There it is. Bravo. Um, <laughs> no, I... I no, I, I don't. I've never really had a moment like that, but I, I definitely have moments of because the opera business is beautiful and wonderful. But what it can sort of give you is it can make you feel incredibly isolated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, recently I, I just made my European debut. I sang Escamillo in Lisbon and you're so used to sort of being in an environment, especially in the young artist world, where everything There's has a so different reading and like, yeah. let's think about it. And then like, and you know, they bring in these incredible teachers and directors that have you crying. And at the end, you're like, this is everything. Right. And I was like, oh, that's what the wife's gonna be. That's what the world's gonna be. Right. And then um, I get to Lisbon and you know, I don't. I didn't get one coaching. You open the hotel room door. Like, oh, you're fine. The, there's nobody there. There's nobody it's just there. Just you and your bags. And as you know, as sexy and wonderful as that rooftop is, that you of your Airbnb, there's yeah. no one to sit on it with. Yeah. You know, and and I didn't. The director was it was a good director, but he was an AD, and he was just putting. He was like, you oh, go here, remount. you go yeah, there, you I go see. here. Yeah. And you do the thing, and and I sort of I if if ever I was close to a breakdown, it was then. This is what I wasn't good at, actually. Yeah. I spent a couple years as a principal singer as yeah. well and I, I this is where I didn't do well yeah. that's I, I I really struggled with it yeah. and I was like I was like what's even the point if I'm not going to be you know if I'm not going to be if people aren't going to be challenging me and the conductor was like oh Nick you're fine like thanks and, for, and you thanks run for into people it. who are over yeah. it or, or yeah. just going and, through the motions or... and I was like this is so bummy and I'm so and I, 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 why is this happening to me and yeah. like I thought it was all going to be like tears in the rehearsal room where are all that the led nerds to like, yeah. yeah yeah where are the people who care <laughs> yeah and what I didn't realize is like they all care in their own way. Mm-hmm. And they and, all have their own pressures and they're yeah. on different points in their careers. And yeah. what I realized is that uh, uh, this, as, as sort of selfish as it sounds, I think it's the most selfless thing you can do um, is you have to bring your standard, whatever that is and your highest standard that you can bring. Everything is way more personal. And I noticed that the first performance, I was not happy with opening night. Escamillo's with the way you, you sang or what? <laughs> Escamillo's hard. I of mean, it's, it's sneaky yeah. high and the fight is hard to stay, you know. And I took the G. Never take the G. Don't <laughs> let that be a lesson to you. Never take the G. Would you yodel it or what'd you do? No, just, no, the G was great. Yeah. The rest of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your chords start swelling and yeah. swelling and swelling. Yeah. And I yeah. lost the way the curse Yeah. I was in trouble. Yeah. Nonetheless, um, so I'm like, man, and I go home and I'm kicking myself and I'm like, what what is going on? And then the, the next day I wake up, and and thankfully Jen joined me there, uh, which makes things always so much better because mm-hmm. she's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, she said, I I tell you what, Nick, because she's been in the game longer than me. She's a singer, yeah. Well. She's a mezzo as well, yeah, great mezzo. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, have your standard, and do as much work. Just because you didn't get a French coaching doesn't mean your French can't be better on your own. Mm-hmm. Just because you you know the conductor is like take time or not take time you have to now make that decision right you've you gotta, have to yeah. you got to drive the car yeah. if, if it's right. going to be better without the g that's right because the conductor was like take the g or don't take the g doesn't right. matter i got but my hands full down here yeah exactly yeah. and he's like and he's like you know if it's if the rest of it's going to be better without the g then you decide don't take the g mm-hmm. if you need to like cut a move because you're out of breath in the fight then you cut the move yeah like you and i did the same thing with that corridente yeah, up in yeah. San Jose. Yeah. Same thing. I'm like, I'm, if yeah. I take the C, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna make. It I'm to gonna the murder end. myself because there's right. that big chorus at the end. I'm not, oh. gonna, I'm not gonna do it. And I found out like when I did that, the second performance, I, I, you know, worked on it and I sort of found my way in it vocally and and on my feet, and I was getting better. And I noticed that like when I brought my best, all of a sudden like the Jose was looking at me in the eyes during our fight, and all of a sudden you know the Carmen was like really like giving mm-hmm. to me you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and and the conductor was like following me in a way he'd never had before and what i learned was like oh wait i just have to give my best and everybody will meet me there because, complete the picture yeah. yeah yeah and it was really revealing and then of course after that performance everyone was like what a good show tonight man mm-hmm. we were on fire tonight mm-hmm. blah blah, blah. Mm-hmm. and it was like it, it, for no it wasn't because of me but it was because i brought 
my very best and everyone else did too yeah, which they put had your blinders been. on exactly yeah. yeah and so now we now we like made a show we made a show that mattered and that really was important mm-hmm. uh and we did a carmen listen it's carmen carmen's mm-hmm. carmen but we did one that on that night was important mm-hmm. and then it was gone and that's fine um but that's sort of what i've i've been trying to integrate and that's what is going to keep and i i tell all my friends this too that's what's going to keep you from those you know sort of breakdowns and that's what's going to keep you from feeling like oh i'm not doing enough artistry and i'm not making enough art i'm right. not making enough things that matter no carmen can matter just right. as much on, as on a really own. just as much as a really beautiful kiri takanawa singing morgan right it can be just as art filled as that it can be just as it can be as intimate and beautiful as you want to make it on right. the most grand scale and that's sort of what makes opera incredible mm-hmm. um you can even be thinking about what you need to pick up at the store on the way home. Right. You don't even need yeah. to feel it. Yeah. I found when I was singing more around outside of the chorus that whenever I felt it the most, yeah. I, people would be like, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Whenever I needed to pee or I had yeah. to, or I forgot something at home and and I just turned in the work. Yeah. Yeah. I just turned in the work. Yeah. And I wasn't, it wasn't about me. It wasn't about being narcissistic and watch me. It's just about me doing the work and yeah. being the character. And do that, the job. Do the job. Yeah, and it, I would I will say that's the one thing I sort of lament about the business. The business has become so. Uh, I hate when people just overgeneralize and say the business, but right, I right. think we've there. There are certain directors and there are certain sort of productions out there that have become so intimate, and that you have this moment in the in the rehearsal room and you're weeping. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God, what did they mean? And then this is a third person bird, right. but this goes to that person, and and all of that work hear me matters mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. but not if it doesn't get past the footlights nope there is no it doesn't it, it just doesn't matter and and what i think what draws me to opera so much is that i'm pretty i'm a, I'm a lot in a room mm-hmm. and i get that yeah um but when i'm intimate people pay attention right when i when i get small people pay attention mm-hmm. that's the same as opera yeah. and they're opera, just authentic yeah. yeah and 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 opera works the same way opera Opera, its baseline is Aida. Its baseline is grandness and Tosca. camels, yeah, right? right. Yeah. Its baseline sure. is an elephant with sure. Patti LuPone on it. That's its baseline, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? But then when you really pay attention, as when, you know, as when uh, all of this craziness in Aida, and then it comes down to human stories. Pieta. Yep. Human pieta, that's right? It. That's it. And that's what makes, to me, that's what makes opera so thrilling and yeah. so incredible, is that it's sort of reversed. And, and, in drama regular stages you get big to make a point Mm -hmm. and then everything else is small Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but in opera it's it's the reverse and that's sort of how i live my own life when i need people to listen i get small i don't get big because big's my baseline sure well Uh, for me bohem is all about goodbye without without uh rancor no doubt that that little line with the yeah. two of them at the end yeah. of that act in the snow standing yeah. on the step that's perfect i mean you're like oh my god yeah who, who hasn't felt that no way? what you remember is you know 17 horses in a cool act too right but what moves you in the moment yeah these little things is these little things yeah. and when you and yeah. when she drops the oh the muff you know oh like, oh boy yeah that's but, so but, sad. <laughs> but it's okay it's okay that that was just a moment that was created on that night yeah and that you go home like my my parents will say all the time you know like uh, they'll remember the bigness of the production they're mm-hmm. obsessed with production value mm-hmm. who knew right they love production right, value right um but but right after the opera if you talk to them they'll have this moment of like that was so beautiful mm-hmm. but then on the car ride home they'll be like oh and there were horses and the, and the stage oh went. my yeah, right. gosh and right. the horns were so loud <laughs> you know they'll remember those things and yeah, that's yeah. okay too right because yeah. because you can't you can't over you can't overdo intimacy. And it's important. Intimacy I mean, is... that that kind of spectacle is what brings new audiences also. Oh, no doubt. I mean, we, we need that. No doubt. We need more Baz Luhrmann's, honestly. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's what we, we need. We do. We do. And uh, uh, no, I, th- I think... People say this is a dying art, but I don't see it. I don't see that it possibly can. It'd be like saying painting is a dying art. You know... How is that possible? What I find so fast... That's... Everyone, and especially... in. Uh, I don't know if it's today's time or this always existed. I can only speak about what I'm living in currently, but like everyone is like, oh, our business is dead. That's it. It's done. It's over with. It's finished. I, I just don't. Our audience I, is literally I, dying off. 
what do you think twenty year olds were going to the opera in eighteen ninety four? Yeah, exactly. They weren't. Exactly. And if you and if you and everyone that and there weren't to... seven billion people on the planet either. There no. are a lot more people. <laughs> no, right. Just a lot more people to support right. it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Logistically, like from yeah. a sheer standpoint of like there are more people and yeah and. And what I think is that that's really easy to say as an excuse for it not flourishing. Yeah, yeah it's right? as an excuse to actually kill it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and it's not. Opera's so alive. And I you, think so. And if I have friends who aren't even who know nothing about Same opera and me. they come and they're like, "Oh, Blown that away. was cool." Whenever you get tickets, wow, man, wow, just wow. give me a call. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get that all the time. Exactly. Now the new trend. The, the second step to that is. Convincing them to get their own subscriptions and can, sure. and and that's actually what I'm going through now is, um, I'm I'm so hopelessly uh, devoted mm. uh, to 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 trying to get this to be uh, it's never going to be a household thing we should give that up uh, but it is it is for everyone I don't know if that's true I don't know if I agree with that I mean if you I, as commercials die, I think maybe you're right. But I mean, there was a time in my childhood when Bugs Bunny was singing Wagner, sure, and sure. and it was part of the popular culture. And I think that a lot of people know more opera than they think. Like they hear a Pizza Hut commercial, and you know, or they listen. Frankly, right. they listen to Bocelli, or they listen to Charlotte Church. Sure, sure, sure. It's sure, an sure, introduction sure. to that repertoire. Sure. A lot of people know the art form more than they think. Actually, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. I- yeah, I, I I agree with that. I, I just mean to say I don't think it'll be a household name and like people aren't gonna Seek people it aren't out. gonna go like what a good high A that Sajaranovsky sang right. the other night on the gala concert. Right. They'll be like, Oh, that girl in the red dress was good. That's right. That's what I I don't think it'll ever be, you know, sort of in a sports world, you could throw a rock and hit someone that knows who Yasel Puig is. Sure. Right? Sure. Uh, so I just mean to say it won't be maybe as popular as that. I understand. Um but it is something that I'm, I, what do you I'm, do to promote it? Do you do anything? Are you working you to towards pro- that? Yeah. So I, anytime I get a chance to uh, to speak to both current donors of LA Opera and and potential donors of mm-hmm. LA Opera, um, I, I just try to I try to express like this isn't just this isn't for for weirdos. Mm-hmm. This isn't yeah. for you know the elite. You don't need to you don't need to know that red current on the back of your tongue from the red wine. You just need to like drink the wine and like it. That's right. Just drink yeah. every. I, I I keep telling people they they want to come into it. I I, I love Feeling wine. Like experts. Yeah, they yeah. want to come into it and they want to be a master sommelier before they ever watch Prince Igor. Right. Just go see Prince Igor. Right. You yeah. don't, you don't need to know anything about wine other than wine's awesome. That's right. That's all you need to know. Go see Carmen. Go and see Carmen. Somebody doesn't like Carmen. You got a screw loose. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a, a lot of screw looses in, in Carmen. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, I think it's it's just super important that we make it. What I don't want to do is I don't want to take away it's special. It mm-hmm. is special. Sure. We should dress up for it. We should, sure. you know, we should. And not everybody it can do it. Yeah. That's yeah. just a physiological fact. It is. It is. It I is get true. that question a lot. What can I do to become an opera singer? When I used to be an educator, yeah, sure. And, uh, uh, nothing really. Right. You you either have a Stradivarius or a you know or you or you don't. Yeah, I th- it's it has a lot to do with talent uh, and just your, how you're born. Yeah, you know. Yeah, just your, what you your, got. Your physiology. That's it. Um, no, I I think what we need to I think the the thing we need to do really um, is we need to make it. We need to make it more accessible mm-hmm. without taking away uh, the specialness of it. Right. Which I think we can turn to sort of like religion. Uh, maybe not now because you're getting these mega churches and people are like, just wear jeans. It's fine. Right. Jeans and a right. T-shirt. Show up. Like, yeah, if you need to come into church with jeans on because you need church that day, bye, you're welcome. Right. Please come in. But also, like, don't you want to – if don't you want to dress up? Next time. Or don't you want to – yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I think that – that there is that line that we can straddle that like um that uh, you see in other places that, it, that it, we people know the difference between an art film and fast and the furious sure both need to exist right but like and there is an audience for both of them there are enough yep. people to support both yep. of them which is why we should do normal versions of carmen right and that like carmen is alive and then she's dead that's and what then, i like about eno yeah. is that they do everything in english still and they make it accessible to the right. people in the na- in the neighborhood and it is a something that people actually go do it is something and and then 
And then you just sort of have to trust people. I mean, you have to nudge them, of course, sure. in whatever way, through social media or promotions or, right. you know, 30% off t- tickets or whatever. Right. Um, but you just have to trust people that, like, they liked this, so they'll seek out other things. Right. Right. Uh, and so that they'll seek out. And and we have to reach, and I, and I don't know the answer to this, but we have to reach curious people. Right. Because curious people come to opera and their curiosity is spiked. Mm-hmm. There's too much happening mm-hmm. for there for it to not be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's our our sort of uh, next Charge, step. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's on all of us, by the way. It's yeah. not just because I'm just because I'm singing, and just because you know, uh, Renee is a perfect example mm-hmm. who has never stopped mm-hmm. um, Fleming. That is mm-hmm. who has never stopped sort of giving in whatever way that she can. And and listen, she didn't need to sing that Super Bowl. Right, uh, and she could have said like, "No, I'm a real artist. I'm not singing with an earpiece and a pre-recorded yeah. orchestra." But, and, but ten million people got but a little no, taste of it. Ten million yeah. people were like, "Whoa, uh, what is whoa, that, girl? You better sing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a great A, yeah. right? You yeah. know, like, yeah. Well, I've never run into somebody who asks me what I do for a living, and I tell them, and they go, "Oh man, that." I'm an accountant, and that's way cooler than being an opera singer. I mean, right. everybody's right. always like, "What? You sing yeah. up? No way!" Yeah. So there, I mean. It's out there. There are lots of people that that are open to it. There are, and I, and it, and it's becoming, especially now, where like we have this, we have we're we're in this incredible time, uh, culturally, where Los Feliz and all these sort of cool places is happening in every city. Yeah, everything's getting gentrified, and everyone wants farm to table, and everyone wants you know. I, I I was listening to a TED talk and the guy said everyone wants to be their grandfather. Right, their father's too close to them and weird, and they don't want they mm-hmm. want to be their grandfather. Sure. So you're getting it, mustaches are making this explosion of a comeback. <laughs> Everybody's got a hideously ugly beard. Right. Uh, everyone's wearing suspenders and has oxfords on. Sure. So so what we're doing is like we're 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 in this perfect culture right, right. now where it's not about disco. It's actually it's a, cool. Yeah, people yeah. are seeking out because. The radio sort of doesn't exist anymore, right. and it's in its normal turntables sure do. So yeah, people right? are picking up Caruso records, and people are getting records, <laughs> right. and people are going on Spotify and typing in stuff. Right, that's very different than listening to a radio and have it wash over you. That's right. So now people are choosing their own music, and they're choosing to listen to Father John Misty. That's right. Or they're choosing to listen to an indie artist. I haven't heard that that new um, album yet. I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta um, listen to that. And and so. That we gotta latch on to that, and we gotta say like, this is also a weird, cool thing. Why don't when you come watch? Yeah, we right. gotta latch on to the people who are, you know. Now there's this new push where if you have if you have a flip phone, you're cool, right? If you come to the opera, we could. That's that same mentality, right? Uh, I think it's it's really good for us. I agree. Um, so so we tap into that market of young people who sort of want to be cooler than the other and right. what's cooler than saying like yeah i went to the opera last night not, not much and then i went out and had a quality cocktail at a weird bar that's right where they ask you if you like sand and then they make a drink for you like that's <laughs> that's the that's the audience we have to yeah get it yeah you know? you're right um but no I, I i'm happy to do whatever i need to do me too uh and whatever that means me too yeah. hey before we run out of time yeah. what what have you got coming up Tell me about it. What have I got coming up? Yeah. Uh, boy, what a scary question. Well, I have a baby on the way, first and foremost. May 17th. Congratulations. Thank you. We have a little girl on the way. Uh, uh, do you have a name picked up? We are, we do, but we are not telling people. Oh, you're one of those people. Yeah, we're one of those people. I know. <laughs> um, but we have, we, have a, we have a little girl on the way. And Congratulations, we are, Oh, man. my That's gosh. So I've got thrilled. two of myself. I've got yeah. a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Wow. A, a four-year-old boy and a one-year-old girl. That's it. Wow. Yeah. So we we have that coming up. And yeah. then I'm uh we took off the sort of I have a gigs here and there in the summer, but nothing really. We're just gonna raise this baby for yeah. the first few months. Yeah. And then I'm back here for Pearl Fishers, uh Narbod and Pearl Fishers. Mm-hmm. And then I go to Tel Aviv to sing Coline. I love Tel Aviv. Have and you been there before? I have. Oh, Tel- oh what an incredible it's maybe my favorite international city. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and the house is great, the people are great, the company's oh, great. It's fantastic. Yeah. So I'm there and then uh in December I'm moving to Germany to start a fest. You're mo- where? Yeah, Karlsruhe. Wow. Yeah, so I'm I'm starting there, but also they've they've been nice enough to sort of uh, leave all these gaps in my schedule. Sure. So um, you know, so I have various things coming up. How's One of your which... German? Is your German good? <sighs> no, but it will be. Hi, German. What a daunting <laughs> task. It's not even a real language. What it sounds a like a daun- bunch of barnyard yeah, animals. Right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. That wasn't me. That wasn't Nick Bradley who said that. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, 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 German. I'm, I'm taking this intensive over the summer. Yeah. Sort of an eight week yeah. drop in intensive. That's one of the okay. things I'm doing in the summer. Um, so hopefully it'll be better. Cool. Uh, you can uh, learn it on your iPhone now. They have I know, so many things. I know. It's, it's crazy. Brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that's that's sort of a daunting sort of two year plan. Okay. And then the plan is to uh to move back to the states and make a home base and then. Do the job, do the gig. Eventually, I want to be on the other side of the table. Uh, you know, after I'm very passionate about the front office I of am Opera Company, right there with you. Yeah, I'm, I have that urge right yeah. now, and I'm making phone calls right now. Yeah, it's the same thing. It, because I don't know. I I, I think I could be useful. I Me think too. I, I love singing. I love singers. I love the people. I in love this putting business. cast together. I love dealing with a really difficult tenor. Oh, it's like my dream. To deal with a really difficult tenor. I mean, tenor. that's a little redundant, like, but yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> to deal with a tenor, right. Um, but no, I, I, my dream is, is to be on that other side of the panel and to, yeah. and to even run, you know, some sort of like a summer young artist program. Sure. You know, obviously, 25, 30 years down the road, but that's what I want to do. In your mind, and I think, yeah. Yeah, and I think <laughs> I want to get those, you know, ni 19 to 25-year-olds who yeah. are like, what's music? And I'm like, everything, you yeah. know, just like freak them out. I feel and, the same way. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah throw scores at them and make them learn things that's like awesome. that sounds like a dream yeah so well, listen man it was great having you cool, thanks for man. coming in thank you and uh what are we doing today hoffman 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 in what an hour and 10 minutes that's it there we go break a leg yeah all right speaking of tenors <laughs> well there you have it folks that was nick brownlee thanks for coming by nick i really appreciate you being on the show really nice getting to know you a little bit more i want to thank gregory geiger for my theme song still loving it buddy why don't you go to laclassical.com and tell him I said, hey. I want to. Oh, I want to thank Mike Nielsen for loaning me a Shure SM7B microphone. He's at michaelnielsenmusic.com. Great stuff on that site, too. Great guitar and pedal uh, reviews. He's a funny guy. Anyway, check him out. And, uh, oh, speaking of that Shure microphone, Shure USA microphones, if you're listening, I love your mics. Send me a couple. Because I'd really like to say this podcast is brought to you by Sure Microphones. Because sometimes I use Sure Microphones, and sometimes I don't. Like right now, I'm not using a Sure Microphone. So come on, send me a couple. I want to thank you all for listening. Happy Monday, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. I'm so glad you listened. This is my favorite day of the week, and I, I really appreciate it. Thank you for all the support. Uh, speaking of support, if you like this podcast, go over to my website, lwagpod.com. Hit donate and send me a couple bucks. I could use it. Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Hope you uh, have a great day. Be safe out there. Always be kind. Really good at stuff. Till next. You like to dance. You like long walks and you wear clean pants. Genius. Get onto my show.